We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Box Shot and the Get Down, White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. Big goddamn week. I'm excited. We have a great guest this week. First off, David, how are you? Tired. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll go into that. So, go I, I can't go into a whole lot, but I've been traveling a shit ton for work. A lot of work that is going to be coming out in the next month or so. I'm not quite done yet. I'm on the home stretch, but I don't know if it's because I'm old now or because I just never was cut out for for this lifestyle but like we've talked to a lot of bands that say they travel like 300 plus days a year yep i don't know how the fuck they do it i'm just gonna say it right now on my guest list tonight is my couch (laughs) today is the first day i've been able to just be on my couch for a while um i had a couple things um like midday but nothing only a couple hours worth of work for the most part and i've been on the couch since and i don't want to get off it again I've told you this before. When you come home from tour, there is nothing like that first sleep in your own bed or on the couch. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's fucking incredible. And like I've been watching. You've been on. You've been a road dog recently. You really have been. You were out in the middle of nowhere for fucking, you know, hunting turkeys. And then you were in New York and you were doing other shit. Like, I'm proud of you. You're really living a rock star life. So in the last like 25 days. I've gone from Chicago to Nebraska. That's a 10-hour drive. It's like 750 miles or something. Chicago to Nebraska to Chicago to the uh, Madison for three days, Wisconsin. Back Chicago for four days where I wasn't in my own bed. Straight to Boston for four days. Back to Chicago for two or three. And then uh, out to New York for four. So I got... (laughs) A couple of trips left, but I'm like not cut out for this. My body's just like done. It hates you're, me. You're learning, dude. You're learning about this mm-hmm. one-star lifestyle. We've me and Kenny have tried to sum this up to you. It's 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 not a normal thing. Your body is not like this. No, it's not. It's not. No bodies are built for this. No, and you gotta I'll get, like will yourself to it. Well, there's a story that just came out. I'm gonna get into later that has something to do with this. But we're gonna get into that. We have a great guest this week. Shouts out to Armani White. I know I said shouts out, so you're probably going to be sick to your stomach, but Armani <laughs> White is our guest today. Armani White just dropped an already viral hit called Billie Eilish. He's a buddy of mine from Philadelphia, a rapper who is on the rise. He was at Hot 97 in New York today. Great guy. Amazing interview going through the ins and the outs of how this song came together from TikTok to him getting signed, to him having to get clearance from actually Billie Eilish to drop this song. It's a really, really, really great interview, and we're going to get into that. But I just got back from a show myself. Uh, I got on the guest list to KFC Radio, Shouts Out Barstool, live in Philadelphia, and I met my literal favorite human being alive. I met Shane Gillis. The fucking stand-up comedian. Have you listened to his stand-up yet? I know we've talked about it a lot. On a that. little bit. I, I've seen enough. Dude. Um, I'm not like a go out and watch stand up guy. So like, I've never seen a full Bill, Bill Burr special or any of the most famous guys on earth. The one guy I've ever gone out of my way for is, um, uh, Jim Jeffries, the Australian dude. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Dude. I saw him getting dragged out of a bar cause he was too drunk one night in Chicago. This is like six, seven years ago. But, uh, I've, I, I know Shane Gillis enough to know that he is a megastar and dude. yeah, I, so I'm walking back from the bathroom. I have beers in my hands and this big ass dude just bumps into me. And I'm like, this guy's huge. 
And I was like, holy fuck, that's Shane Gillis. And I listen to his podcast, like, religiously. It's hilarious. It's raw. It's uncut. So I'm walking back. I bump into this guy. And I'm like, Shane Gillis? And he's like, what's up, man? And I was like, dude, this was my reaction. I said, I fucking love you. And he was like, thanks, dude. <laughs> and I just went back to my chair. And I, I walked up to my wife. And I had this look of, like, glee in my eyes. And I was like, dude. And she was like, what? And I was like, I just fucking met Shane Gillis. And she was like, holy shit. Because she always hears me in the house listening to Shane Gillis. This was, I don't get starstruck. I've met plenty of rock stars. I got starstruck. I was a fucking little kid. I was like, dude, I was like, what the fuck? I love you. I don't know why I love you was the first thing that came out of my mouth. But I met Shane Gillis. Uh, KFC Radio was incredible. They did an amazing job. Uh, shouts out to everybody involved with that. Shouts out to the Fillmore in Philly. But it was a fucking rock show. It was great. Mark Roberts from OAR was there. Uh, played two songs. Did Crazy Game of Poker Acoustic. And then they premiered the music video that Feudelberg is starring in. It was great. I've seen the premiere of it. I just, I, I've listened to the new song they're dropping. Um, did you talk to Mark at all? No, I was texting him. We were texting back and forth and he was in the back. I was out in the crowd and then I left and he was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm already on my way home. I have to cut the podcast. Um, but I, I, you know, I fucking talk to Mark all the time. I love Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I drunk texted him like, and I don't know <laughs> if I can say this out loud, but say it. Um, I drunk texted him at like, it had to have been like 1 a.m. Central time <laughs> uh, on Saturday. And I was at Kingston Mines, which is our blues bar and um, like our, our best blues bar. And I'm like, because we him and I, that was one of the first things he asked me when he came on the, for the first time. I was like, do you go to Kingston Mines? I'm like, that's my favorite fucking place on earth. I love yeah. that place. And it was supposed to originally get shut down because of the pandemic. So this is only the second time I've been here since been there since everything opened up. But I sent him a video of this old lady who was just destroying blues on the guitar. Oh, yeah. And he goes, that's the best blues bar in America. Um, and then he's like, we are we shout out Kingston Mines in a new song dropping on our new album. That's talks about your love of Chicago. Oh. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's so, go. Very excited for it. I'm not going to lie, dude. He might be the best human being to ever. He really him. is. Like, he's one of those guys that I want him to be just a little more of an asshole. Because like, like I I like I love him so much like I couldn't say anything mean to him and that's all I do is say mean things to my buddies you know right yeah I know I mean Mark is a saint he's a walking he's a saint, saint. he really and is he's a saint he's a fucking saint and he was great tonight shout out to everybody involved with that it was a great show but I met Shane and I legit like like I said I've met plenty of rock stars I don't know why this one specifically because it caught me off guard I was like that's Whoa. what it was yeah. I said I took I, a piss next to Frank Thomas uh, like four <laughs> or five years ago, uh, maybe a little like six years ago, maybe. Um, and first of all, he's the biggest human being of all time. He's oh, like yeah. six, five, six, six, like three fifty. And I'm obviously the size of one of his legs. And <laughs> I was all drunk pissing next to him. And I did a double take. I go, you're the big hurt. Like I was a little <laughs> fucking kid. And he la he just laughs. He's like, <laughs> yes, I am. Did and he try and sell you uh, testosterone pills? No, he didn't. Well, he does on commercials all the time, but not in person. He didn't. Uh, but I, I fanboyed out hard too, and it was because I like I'm taking a piss. I don't expect to stand next to one of my idols, you know. Well, I mean, dude, I I didn't expect to anything. Like, I I don't know what I was thinking. I was just walking back, and I thought he was on tour in England. I know Shane Gillis was over in England and Ireland doing a tour, and I just bumped, literally bumped into the guy. 
And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And I, I don't know why what I blurted out was, I love you. But that's what I said. And uh, great. Maybe, maybe you'll be that weirdo he's talking about on one of his stand-up specials one day. Oh, like, yo, I was at the fucking KFC radio thing. <laughs> And this fucking weirdo is just telling me he loves me nonstop. I'm like, get out of here, man. I mean, it's a venue I fucking played like multiple times. Yeah. It's a huge venue. It's a great venue. It's one of the best venues in Philadelphia. And it's like my second home. The last two times I've hung out with Mark from OAR was at the Fillmore. Like, I know the guys who run the sound there and all that shit. It's my second home. And I just felt comfortable and just bumped into this guy. And I, I blurted out, I love you. That's Don't it's. It's, it is what it is. It's embarrassing, <laughs> but it's okay. I was fucking thoroughly thrilled with the night. Great night. And uh, a lot to talk about in music before we get to the interview. Uh, but first and foremost, I mean, I've gone on length at this, but the new Kendrick Lamar album came out. Have you gotten into it yet? Yeah, I've listened to it a few times. It's so for me, I, and I don't know the names of any of the songs yet. Sure. Um, hold on. Let me pull up the, uh, the song, the track list. Uh, you can throw away like the first four or five songs for me. Sure. The rest of them are awesome. Yes. And we, we had that in the group chat where you said like the back half of the record is amazing. That's, uh, that's, that's me right now. Um, like people were like, oh, you didn't look, God damn. That's, I mean, how old is this? This is a week old, this album. And he's already got 33 million. Like N95 I mean, did nothing for me. And that is so nothing. hot. It's so hot. It's, I'm such a nerd. Like it did nothing for me. Uh, I think it was we we cry together. Is oh, what it's my so song. crazy. What dude. my favorite song on the album was. It was, but all in all, it was it was it reminded me of like like super '90s Eminem records. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you like we cry together, it's legit. Like yeah. like Kim, right. the song Kim. Right. It's, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And I know and, that's like a fucking cheesy, easy uh-uh. thing to make. No. And the thing is, though, Kendrick is such a big Eminem fan. It makes sense. Um, from my perspective, and I put this out on the what the fuck we've been listening to segment, but like it's as much Radiohead as it is. Like it's avant-garde. It's weird. And I said this it in a weird. tweet. I said, like, I don't think that people that are just like random rap bands, like not like diehard fans of Kendrick or anything like that are going to get this record on the first couple of listens. It's weird. It's fucking off the wall. The first song has four beat changes in it. That's not normal. This whole thing is fucking nuts, but he touches on so much shit. He touches on like the song. He talk, Like his aunt was transgender. He touches on the fact that like his mom got molested and then didn't believe him when he said he wasn't molested as a kid. Like this is a heavy Yes, album but i mean i don't know dude like as a kendrick fan this shit speaks right to me like as a nerdy rap fan i'm like yo this is that shit but i get where people are like i don't get this record like if you were to say to me i don't get this record i, I would get i would understand that yeah it's, i would totally get that it's fun the thing is though nobody busted a bigger nut about this album than kenny Carkey. like kenny went in the group chat and was like i legitimately like am coming to this album like he's he was on one about this record, and it's great. Um, it's not the most digestible album of all time. Like it's weird as fuck. But if you're a nerd, this album is the shit. If you're a normie, like just someone who listens to rap on the radio and shit like that, I could totally understand where you'd be like, I don't get this at all. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, <laughs> I, I I try I did try to listen with like, cause I I'm a normie, you know, and I I, know. I don't have the best musical ear by any means and if i were just listening to that without listening to it with the purpose and i try to listen to all new music 
um, either a new artist or uh, artist that is or like an established artist that's putting out new music with an open ear. And like, I kind of got this. One. I got this one much more than like, like Donda was mm. like, I know this one was overboard, if that's the right word. Uh, Kendrick's new album. Sure. Donda was like, I was like, all right, come on. This is like, this is posing of like being overboard, you know? Well, the weird thing is, though, there are like faint ideas of Kanye on this record. Like you could see everywhere that Kendrick pulled from between Eminem, Kanye, Radiohead, all these places. But it's definitely not an album that you can just bump in the car. And your boy be like, oh, this shit is hot. No, this is something. For sure, for sure. You have to sit down and take notes to this. This Exactly. This is a fucking weird record. Uh, But big shout out to Kendrick because I I fully enjoyed it. And I think I'm going to digest it more over time. But this is not a good time party record. You're not going to the club. Uh, There's those memes that are like... uh, like oh you're scaring the bitches like that is what this is like if you were in a like a club full of girls and you put this record on they'd be like what the fuck is this like this is not a like like go to the club chris brown record this is like okay i'm gonna sit down and 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 you know read the encyclopedia of this record like this is like i gotta have a microscope on everything it's a it's a weird record but i'm glad that you even you at least listen to it yeah i've listened to it like three four times now and like you said i like if it's nice this weekend and I have people over and we're sitting day drinking, like I want to throw this record on. No. But if I'm like driving myself and there's no conversation to be had or anything, like I'd throw it on. Yeah, if you're pensively thinking about life, this is a good record. Or if you're reliving childhood trauma, sure, this is a great record. But this is not something you're going to be in the club like or like having a barbecue. You're right. not going to like skip past Luke Combs or like Luke Bryan to go and put on the new Kendrick record because people will probably leave. And that's okay, but this is that type of record. So uh, the Kendrick record was great. We'll get into that more next week, too, and we have Kenny and Dante because I know they'll want to nerd out over it. But uh, Dante actually posted something today uh, that broke, and this is something you'll care about, but Rolling Stone did a big article about the last few days of Taylor Hawkins' life. I have not read it. Um, I saw that it came out. I refuse to give the Rolling Stone magazine clicks anymore for Agreed. personal Agreed. reasons. Agreed. Not really even personal reasons, but I didn't like what they did after the Boston bombing. Sure. But um, you can lay it on me if you read it. No, and I, I wanted but, to read it, but like I was like, no, I don't need to be sad today. Well, I mean, dude, there was just one part of it that stuck out to me, right? And it's that, you know, friends of Taylor Hawkins had said that he had gone to the band and said, I can't do this anymore. I, I saw that part, yeah. And that part fucked me up. The fact that he had gone to the rest of the band, which they there is a denial out there that this happened, which, I, I once again, we have to let the smoke clear on this, but, like, this is a heavy accusation, if, if true, that he had gone to the band and said, I can't do this anymore and wanted to get out of the band, which is wild, but you also have to understand, like, you know, I was thinking about this a lot, like, damn, if you're playing three hours a night as physically as Taylor Hawkins does, and you want out, like, dude, if your heart's not in that and you're not, you don't feel like going to Chile or fucking Argentina to play these shows, it's got to be hell. Yeah, and for it, sure. Bro, I, I don't know, like, it just made me so fucking sad because I thought about Taylor for one, then I thought about the rest of the band. This is true. And he, like, basically said, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they were like, all right, well, then finish out the tour. And he never makes it back. God damn, that's deep, dude. Fuck. Like, I just love that guy so fucking much. And we've talked at length on this podcast about Taylor and how much he meant. 
I hope that ta- that fucking Rolling Stone got their, got their sources wrong. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Like I hope that that's not what happened. I hope that they're not dealing with that. Like, but fuck. Like I thought about Taylor Hawkins the other day. Like, I literally was just driving, thought about what a great drummer that guy was. It got, I, I was emotional, honestly. Like damn, like that is just heavy as shit. The fact that he had the self awareness to say like I'm not in the right place. Like I need to get out of this, and they never made it back from that tour. Fuck. It's heavy. It's heavy, man. It's uh, it's heavy. It's sad. I, I know you're a big fan, though. Yeah, I huge, huge fan. I got roofied at one of his shows. <laughs> I, I love the guy, and I did I mean, too. I, I it, uh, and the worst part is, is every, every time you see him, like, granted, it's in media. It's like sure. they always seem like everything's roses and gumdrops, or always, and, you know. Always. So that's what like kind of hurts me the most is knowing that it just inner demons tearing them apart Facts. and god damn i know and the, and the thing is i didn't even want to read this article it just came yeah. across my fucking timeline i clicked it and i regret reading it because i didn't even get all the way through it i got to the point where i i finally had to click off and say like you know what i can't read this shit anymore but you know what thoughts to his family thoughts to the rest of the food fighters um rest in pieces taylor hawkins and i don't know how the fuck we went from me sucking shane gillis's dick to you know Death and well, existential crisis. The Kendrick uh, album. And oh, yeah. That's a, that was like the bridge, but it was news anyways. Like, I saw the Rolling Stone article. It was being shared pretty, you know, pretty heavily. Yeah. And I was, I didn't, I didn't click on it because of both who wrote it and the subject matter. I'm like, I don't, it's just not what I want to read. Not, it's I not so good. The guy's past, like, I don't need to know what kind of shit he was going through. Like, I don't disagree with you on the Rolling Stone thing either. It's a shame. I don't think many that, people would unless you're a fucking, you know, broken you know, loser. Yeah, if you're a loser. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's the music journalism in general, which is part of the reason why we do this, is so lame. Like, it's, it's just very bad as a whole. It's yeah. It's so corny. It's yeah. just like, maybe I'm in a hater mode because I just went and I saw the KFC radio thing, like, and they just talked the craziest shit. Like, yeah, literally the craziest it. shit I've ever seen in my entire life. But, like, the fact that I had Rolling Stone posters all over my wall when I was a kid, and then I read it now, and I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like, I don't mind calling these people nerds. Like, they're nerds. Like, it, it's just, none of these people have ever picked a guitar up in their life. Like, they've never done anything, and they write the wildest shit. And I, I know exactly what you're referencing when you say, I won't read that shit anymore. Bro, there's so many music publications nowadays that where I'm just like, dude, you're, you're just fucking losers. It's all clickbait sensationalism. And it's that's- all it is. And being an like an employee of the internet, sure, more or less, I get that it's kind of a necessary evil, but it doesn't mean you gotta fucking <clears throat> like a clickbait headlines. One thing, clickbait articles where you're just looking for fucking oh, yeah. people to share it because it's bullshit. That's another thing, bro. And but in your and my position at the same time, like we can write clickbait from any side. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not oh, like yeah. a one-sided. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you no, 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 no. This, this isn't exclusive to them by any means. Everybody's guilty of it. Sure. But like, you gotta, you gotta know where to toe the line properly. Sure. And what's they, the most clickbaity thing you? It. What's the most clickbaity thing you've ever written? Do you have one specifically? Yeah, there was one thing where a guy got. This was like in 2019. A guy got behind, uh, like the 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 fencing and the security at area 51 
And uh, he took like an iPhone video of like helicopters and shit going crazy at Area 51, <laughs> like military style helicopters. Uh, and I ripped the video. And this is back when like Barcelona was still a little bit of the wild, wild west. I just like I got it's, I got the Giphy app on my computer on my computer. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. like gift all his videos. And that thing got like millions of views. And all I did is write like 10 seconds about the helicopters going nuts at Area 51. You see Area 51 helicopters, guy gets behind security. That's an instant I'm clicking. Clip. Oh, I'm clicking. 100%, you know? Jesus Christ. Oh, it was, it was, I forget exactly why or how he did it, but it was something like that. I got to admit, Dave, you're, you're, you're good at, you, you give yourself less credit than you should for being good at the internet. I, I know how to internet a little bit. You, you kind of have to. Yeah, I was. If you didn't, I don't think you'd have a job. I wouldn't. But uh, so I mean, once again, we'll move past the Taylor Hawkins thing. We'll move past the Kendrick thing. Uh, other than that, we'll get into the rest of it on the other side of the interview. But this interview was fucking fantastic. I'm so excited to get to this. By the way, if you don't follow uh, Armani White on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, he's the funniest motherfucker alive. He's legit a funny dude, like comedian level funny. Go follow him. But we're gonna go into our interview now with the man, the myth, the legend, Armani White. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list today, a very special guest. He's a reoccurring member of the podcast. He's got a giant song called Billy Eilish dropping. T- well, technically today when it gets released, we got Armani White <laughs> in the fucking building. Armani, how we doing, brother? What's going on, baby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm working right now. <laughs> but, you know, you think, dude, I first off, I've never seen anybody post to TikTok and fucking social media more than you. And I'm proud of you for that because I know you're working your ass off. But it's been a long, yeah. long road to Billie Eilish, dude. How you feeling? Man, I'm I'm really excited to just finally get this joint out the door. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, it been, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the sample, it been a bunch of other behind the scenes stuff. Like I'm just really like, yo, I just need this joint to drop. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just like, need this joint to drop, dude. Honestly, and the coolest part about all this, and the reason why I really wanted to have you on is because you've been so upfront about the situation, like, in the fact yeah. that you had to get the sample cleared. Like, first of all, mm-hmm. I don't think any of this was supposed to fucking happen. Like, you put that clip on TikTok, and it went crazy. What's it, It's over, like, 2 million views now, right? Like, 2.8 or something like that. But then the other, it was another one that got another 2.5, and then another one got 3 points something. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, like, they always, everything just started flying around that record. And every time, like, every time they talked that whole, like, it, you know, it, it just, like, like, people just want it like and that's the that's the really cool thing about this record it's not a it's not a oh there's a dance pull like you know driving the song and like you know there's plans to do all those things but uh right now it's just people just wanting this record yeah. and you know and all the all the tension is built around the fact that people just want this record so yeah i it's funny because i've had other people on the show and when i was talking about that clip they're like i've seen that I know that what like, you know, that guy, I'm like, yeah, I know Armani, dude. He's a, actually, yeah, I didn't even bring this up. The last time I saw you was at a gym in Roxborough. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was like literally going to use a machine and I seen this dude and I'm like, that fucking Armani, what? And I like, yeah. walked over and I was like, Armani. And you're like, yo. And I was like, it's Colin from Fox, right? And you're like, the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Bro, because cause my gym got shut down. I think they was like, they was putting one of them little like grass areas in this shit. And I honestly, I ain't really even been back to the gym since. <laughs> this whole Billy Eilish shit happened, bro. Like, I like I I've been I've been on a hiatus, but 
Yeah, no, that, that was a funny ass moment. <laughs> now let me ask you something. Like, what uh, what point did you realize? Like, oh fuck, what is going on? Because like everybody posts a TikTok, you get a couple thousand views. You're like, cool. Like, when you started seeing these numbers going crazy, were you just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Bro, I I was the night I posted it. I was just kind of like, I won't say defeated, but I was just like over it. A lot of it, a lot of stuff, like a lot of the like. You know, a little industry move thing. Like I was just kind of like, ah, oh, man, whatever, bro. Like I, I had wrote this whole plan. I, I was like, if this song, if I were to blow a song up, how would I do it? And I had wrote down this whole plan of what I was going to do for Billie Eilish. And um, and then the first thing was like this video to be made at the studio. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just throw this video out, and if that video goes, I'm gonna throw this video out. That video goes, I'm gonna da da da. I didn't know how long sample clearance took. I had no, like, I, I don't think anybody did. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? So um we finally got it clear but like uh uh i thought in my head i was like oh yeah like if this shit goes viral like you know somebody is stepping in and want to pay for it and that shit will take no time to get clear but it was a fucking process and um and even even with like having like the chicos in the background it was still just a process and so um so yeah like like i think um i think it was that morning, like that night I posted it. We was watching, we was watching that, that Fresh Prince reboot. I forgot what the joint called, uh, Bel Air. We was watching Bel Air um, and I just posted it. Fuck it, whatever, I went to sleep. I wake up, it had a million views. I said, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And it's like early morning shit, we woke up to go to the gym. We woke up to go to the gym and um, I'm just watching the numbers just climb. And I'm thinking exactly what you think. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is some TikTok shit. Like, it's just a bunch of little, like, whatever. This shit don't really mean nothing. But I'm looking all through the comments. It's like complexes in there. Uh, uh, dissect from Spotify. Russ is in there. Um, like all these different like big accounts and, and different people. I'm like, oh shit, this this some serious. I go on my Instagram. My my all my like it's not even just my uh my regular box like my my regular box is loaded up my regular inbox the general pop my my little you know my little gin pop yeah. joint that shit is loaded up my request is loaded up and then the hidden request is loaded up and I'm like <laughs> oh shit like no nah, this this really something <laughs> you know what yo I mean? like, let really me ask you a real question though did Nori jump into your DMs ah man we were trying to track that guy down man we trying oh. to track that guy down. But, yeah. um, I'm sorry but, this ain't drink champs, but it's close enough, dude. You, you'll get there, you'll, <laughs> dude. You on oh, drink champs sure. would be fucking hilarious, cause I, dude, I've yeah. said this numerous <laughs> times. You're one of the funniest motherfuckers on the internet. Like I, I find you. Well, I mean, it makes sense you tour with Vince Staples because that's a perfect marriage, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, for sure, for sure. But I mean, so you start to see the numbers climbing. Like, did you see people like industry people after complexes fucking going in your in your comments and shit? Did you see industry people start creeping in there too, being like, yo, we want to back this? Bro, my first, my first, the first two weeks of this this shit going viral was just phone calls. It was just phone calls with like literally every label in this entire industry. Like, yeah, I, like I only want to go down the list. Like, but like every literally every label you could think of from the majors. And then all the majors, little sub labels, then all the independence labels, like all of them reached out. Ooh. And like a lot of them was just kind of like on some like, you know, I've been around for a while. So a lot of them are like, yo, we know you and we've been watching you grow and we've been watching you grind. And like, and then some of them, like I've been watching the same people who've like said like the polite no in the past mm -hmm. that are like, yo, man, like you should come over here and fuck with us. I'm like, eh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, man. Yeah, he's just been watching this whole shit go on. Bro, the 
the that has to be such a gratifying feeling to the people who gave you the 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 quiet shove to them come hit you back up and be like nah i'm, I'm good dude i remember i don't forget shit. right you know exactly and that's exactly what take time i was on like yeah no nah, it's cool i mean like, don't even worry <laughs> about the champ it's a couple dudes i ain't gonna say their name but like you know some of them hit me up and they came they pulled up with big shoulders too like they pulled up like like yo what's up man what we doing so I don't know what y'all doing, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know y'all like that. It's like, remember three like, years ago when I asked you the same question and you fucking laughed fuck, at me? Fuck three. Remember three months ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> some of these dudes was like, man, yeah. <laughs> bro, I don't even want to get weird or corny or anything like that, but it's amazing how, like, God's timing works out in a way. Because, like you were said, that night you felt defeated. And then all of a sudden, Mm-hmm. Shit just happens, gets delivered. Mm-hmm. But it happens because of hard work, though. Like, I feel like if I want to push that on anybody, like, yo, you can't just, like, put something up and hope. Like, you're grinding all the time. There's a difference. Yeah, see, my thing was, I watched, uh, I've been doing the industry thing for a long time. Like, just, like, the shaking hands, kissing babies thing. And it worked for so much that, like, a lot of people know who I am. But it just didn't work, at, like, in a mass consumption kind mm-hmm. of way. And I had a friend who was managing the artist and he just had him making nonstop TikToks, like TikTok and TikTok and TikTok. And I was like, damn, like they blowing that shit out the water over there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and, he, and me and him got on the phone and he was like, bro, you know way more people in the industry than I do. Yeah. And that was, that was literally all he had to say because I was like, look at all these relationships and how they're not benefiting me at all. And then look at all of these TikToks that y'all are doing. And how how y'all are just like cashing in on this? And I was like, man, listen, I'm so. <laughs> I said, I'm so. I said, whatever I need to do over there, I'm on my way. Like, I'm not even gonna play with it. So, you know, I just was kind of, I just kept seeing like, you know, like TikTok is making rockets every day. Like every day, some take off. Every day, some take off. So, for me, I was just like, I'm not gonna not be one of them. <laughs> you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. like, I, I, I'm not going not be in the party. Like, I, like nah. Yeah, but it works for your personality too, because you don't do it in a corny yeah. way. It's like you're just a funny dude. Like it works. Appreciate you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, it's, I it, there is a part of me because I I just started record. We just cut episode one of this songwriting series today, right? Okay. And I, I like I one of my questions here is kind of like, what was the process of that song coming together? Did a producer bring you this like Nori sample, and you're like, all right, I'll get the fuck on this? Like, what was the inspiration behind Billie Eilish? Um. Bro, I just I have a voice memo. Um, yes, my phone. That's what I'm saying. Right, save that shit because the whole fucking video series is we show the finished product and then show the original voice memo demo. We're getting yeah. in the studio and we're doing this. This is fucking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so you got? Sure. Were you just mumbling to yourself like? It was something like, it was like it was like touching on my privacy. I was just saying dumb ass <laughs> shit. Like I, I I was I literally was just mumbling shit. And then um and then I came up with it. Uh I can't so I came up with the two ideas separate. Me and um July, shout out July. Um we we was just kind of figuring out one time I was like, yo, the way Tory Lane did that thing where he just flipped a whole bunch of RB beats. I was like, yo, what if he just flipped a bunch of rap beats? So I sent them a bunch of rap beats. And one of the ones I sent them was um was uh, the Noriega one. Yeah. I sent them to Noriega. I was like, yo, you, we got to do this one. So he sent that shit back. And I said, damn. <laughs> and um, and, and we, we played around with the BPM for a couple of times. And then uh, then I had that idea, the the Billie Eilish idea at first. And I wasn't going to do it to the, to that beat because I was like, ah, 
I don't know, it might be too fast, might be mm. too, like, I don't know if it's going to fuck up the vibe. All this, so I got, like, this is me thinking it, like, me in my head. But I was like, you know what? Let me just try it out. I try it out. Like, I, like before, like, the way the way the beat drops, I would, like, press, this, press the mute button on my laptop and then bring it back. And I was like, oh, no, that's tough. That's tough, that's tough, that's tough. And so... So, you know, that was kind of like, that just, it just gave me the spark to keep doing, you know, to go all the way with that and, um, and you know, finish writing the song and all that. Was that one of the moments, was there a moment in the studio? Because obviously we've all seen the clip of you in the studio, but like, did you look around at everybody in there and you're like, yo, if we do this right, this is, this is it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was, was that a moment where you're like, fuck, this is it? I, I just, I don't, like lately... I've been, it'd be, I've been feeling that way about a lot of records. I'd be like, man, no, this, this one, this, that one. It was, but the thing was, when I made that, I was in such a, like, I was in grind mode. I wasn't even thinking about releasing music. I was just thinking mm. about making music. I was like, I need to get this one done. Hurry up and get that one done. Hurry up and get that one done. I just wanted to, I like, I never had like a, like a hundred songs just like waiting in the tuck. So yeah. I wanted that. So I was trying to do that. And that was one of those songs. That was like one of the last songs I had made um, from that, from that whole catalog. And there's a lot of them that I'm real, real confident and I really, really like. Billie Eilish was just like, it just felt like, honestly, bro, and I think it just be needing them validators, but like, I kept playing it for people and people wasn't giving me the reaction that I wanted. Like, like the one, the one, the reaction everybody's giving me, I will play it for people. I played for my brother. I played it for, uh, uh, matter of fact, this dude, this a and is reaching out to me from uh, Dark Room, Billie Eilish's label. Um, I was playing it. I played it for him one time, and he was like, "I don't think he texted me back. He didn't even text me back." And then, and then when it dropped and it was everywhere, that's when motherfuckers started saying, "Yo, like ah, I need it. I need the full song. I need ah." Yes, yeah, cool, bro. Yeah. Hey. Nobody, nobody wants to be there when the work's getting put in, but when you can show proof in the pudding, it's different. But it, it, dude, nobody is, wants to be first. This is last call. You're literally living Kanye West's last call when he said, "I played them Jesus walks and they didn't sign me." If this is you yes. fucking played them exactly. Eilish, exactly. they didn't fucking care. Like that's. They was like, all right, <laughs> I'm watching them. Yeah, okay, cool word. Like you know what I mean. And so, so my whole thing was, I was like, all right, cool. Like I, you know, I see what it is. But I was, I was, I was that. You know, for me, I'm just that confident in in the things that I'm doing. I'm like, well, look, man, if they don't believe, like a no. Just mean I need to prove you right. I mean, you need to, you know, I need to prove you wrong. You know, I, I know just can be something that can be converted into a yes for me. Um, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, that that Billy Eilish. But <laughs> even the night we did that when we was just having fun, like like you know, like uh, uh, it'd be it'd be light. Like I don't ever bring a lot of people in the studio. I'm not one of them rappers that be like having loaded it up. Um, so it'd be light. We just had a couple people. That was honestly, that was a lot of people in the studio for me. Usually it'd just be me and that motherfucker. And I, like, I don't, I don't record with my socks on or my shoes on. So like, <laughs> I'd be just in there comfy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good job. Exactly. I can't, I cannot record. Like literally these joints right here, this is what I recorded. <laughs> I, I bring these to the studio specifically, my chincletas. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Come in with the chincletas on. I love this shit. <laughs> Bro, and it's, it's a thing too where, you know, my inner, my inner hater, like hearing these stories about the industry situation makes me so happy, but it's also like my inner hater. Sometimes you can, I'm sure you feel this way. You see some people who start to get on and in the back of your head, you're like better than that motherfucker. Why aren't they getting the shine? I have from the second I saw this Billy Eilish shit taken off. I'm like that motherfucker deserves every ounce of this. Cause I know what you've pushed through. I know what you've been through. And I know you flirted you. with these moments of like fucking victory. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we all flirt mm -hmm. with those moments and then to finally get it. 
And I had no that's, doubt in my that, mind. Even that, bro, that's, that's what was so tough about this situation was like, just, just dealing with, like, that's why I like, bro, I get, uh, if I post on anything, it gets like, if I post on TikTok, it gets at least a thousand comments. If I post on, on Instagram, it gets at least like 100, 200 comments. Like, I don't read none of them anymore. Mm. I can't. I can't because it started getting to me. It started like, because I, I flirt, like you said, I flirted with victory so many times. I didn't want this moment to be another flirt with victory. I was like, I want to mm. actually taste victory this yes. time. You know what I mean? So when I started seeing the messages, ah, oh, no, nah, you waited too long, bro. We don't care anymore. Da, da, da. And like, I know, I like, if you, if you look into it, it's the same dudes on every comment or every, every post comment, the same shit. And like, everybody telling me, yo, man, like, you know, that's just their way of saying like, he like, you gotta understand sometimes, it be kids just laughing behind that post. Like they, they just, you know, they, they just trying to get a, you know what I mean? They just trying to get a reaction and all that. So they not, and they don't even take this serious. Whatever they send to you, they don't even take it serious. And so, but I'm like, you know, so I'm like, yeah, I can't take it serious. But at the same time, like, man, if I just keep reading these dudes saying all that shit, bro, I'm in the, yo, where you at? Like, like, like where you at, <laughs> man? Let me, let me go all at you real quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, so I, but, but I had, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't read none of the comments no more because I'm like, you know what? I just want to make sure I, I, you know, I keep my head down, do the work, and then I, I, I come up for water when it's time for the victory. Like when, it, when, it, when all the work is done, that might not be for another two weeks after the shit is done. Really, you know what I mean? Like who knows? But I know for me, I'm like, shit. I'm trying to hit this out the park. I never like, cause, cause as you know, even as shit, like every time it was like, ah, oh, this shit might be done with. This shit might be done with. Niggas was like, yo, man, you should have put up a pre-save link before. Like, like when the shit went viral, you missed the opportunity. Now I put the pre-save link up a week later, still got like a hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that's like, you know, like like these, we talking about a hundred thousand pre-saves. They people, you know, niggas on labels usually get like 10. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, they they fighting for they fighting for 10. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, so I I I just was like, man, like a lot of these things became possible, even having like having the possible opportunity of this maybe hitting billboard, like a mm. billboard chart and song. I'm like. I've never even, like, I've thought about these things, but I've never even seen, like, been close enough to sniff right. the Billboard charts. And now you're talking about, oh, yeah, this joint might debut on, on such and such. Like, why? Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. I, I just, like, every... <laughs> One thing I took from that, because I'm, I'm going to keep sucking your dick in, like, two seconds. One thing I took from that, when you said, like, I don't even read the comments, the real bitch about the internet is comments no matter good or bad are so good for engagement that you're like all right keep the comments coming but i'm not gonna read them like i know it's bad for me but like it's also good for me so keep them pumping like i the internet's such a fucked yeah. up place dude i try i try to be i used to try and another thing but another thing i reason why i don't read the comments um i i, I try to be in them sometimes but like i used to try and respond to every comment just, right. just because of, because i wanted the engagement but it re responded to everything is time consuming like when like at this level i'm just like damn it's just so much happening at once like it's something here or something here or something here and it's like i can't like i literally can't pull myself to every single moment because i gotta you know i gotta be active now on youtube shorts which is another tiktok i gotta be on instagram reels which is another tiktok i gotta be on t the actual tiktok i gotta be on twitter i gotta you know what i'm saying like i just be like then they like yo and go live like nigga, you want me to go live too? <laughs> so like, yeah. I said, and do what? Answer emails, <laughs> dude. I just got because we were talking about it before we got on, but I just got control of the Barstool backstage page. So I'm now running Foxtrot. Mm -hmm. I'm running Barstool backstage and on the guest mm -hmm. list between Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I got switch back and forth, and then go write songs, and then go make videos. Like, 
bro. And then try and eat, like live my life. I got a wife, like I gotta, like I gotta function as a human being. Like, yo, this game is fucking nuts. But that's but see now, now you see why I say like I can't, you know, I can't be on the comments. Um, I can't. I haven't been at the gym, and now you see why I was like I. The reason I told my homie, I said I have to record all the music that I want to release in 2022 and 2021 because I want to play all these other games. I want to be on the mm-hmm. socials. I want to really, you know, what I mean, I want to really, really dive into this and not be worried about all right, but what's the next single? Like, you know, like, when is it going to drop? Who's going to, like, oh, how is it going to, blah, blah, blah. like, I don't want to even be thinking about the studio right now. And I don't have to, like, I've made, I made so many songs that I'm good for a couple months. I'm good to, you know what I mean? I'm good to drop a whole project right now. And then, you know, and still have some shit in the tuck. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not tripping about that now, you know, and now I have free range, but it's like, I like the earliest, the easiest I can, and the most conveniently, I can knock some of this shit off the list the better, like, them, them journals and shit like that. Like, I recorded a lot of them joints, like, one day, one sitting type shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, the journals. The yeah. journals are so good. And the, like, I understand what you like, all the Philly shit. Like, I get what you're saying. I keep I keep thinking yeah, about people yeah. who don't know what the fuck you're talking about just being like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is a turkey? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That's why I'd explain it on that one joint, yeah. Yo, <laughs> dude, I, it's, it's like... Like looking at all of like everything you do have going on, and yo, know, this is so much good game for like people who are trying to make it in this digital age. Like this conversation, mm-hmm. like from us going at it different ways. Like I'm doing the podcast game, working with Barcel, doing all that shit, and then for you to have played the TikTok game, like, dude, there's so many ways to make it nowadays, and it's all it's a hindrance, and it's also like a a superpower because you catch lightning in a bottle. You have opportunities you never could have had before. Exactly, it, and you caught lightning in a fucking bottle and the only thing that slowed you down necessarily was the sample clearance and before we get you out of here i want to talk about this when you were dealing with the sample clearance are you dealing with the producer or nori's label are you dealing with nori's people directly like who is getting the fucking the money off this? you know what i mean like what took so long in that capacity right so the problem is uh you're dealing with um you're dealing with middlemen that's Mm. the problem so you have to go in order to even get the sample clear. You have to go through a middleman company. I went through a company called DMG, which is like you know that's that's their their role is to go reach out to people. Yeah. So you you pay DMG to do their services. They then reach out to all of the publishers and you know publishers and et cetera, et cetera, who you know they have they have to they have to care enough to even open the email. And once they finally open the email, then they have to care enough to reach out to whoever it is, and then wait, we have to wait until they get back to their publisher. Then we have to wait until their publisher finally sees it, then they get back to us. Then, and, and like, because it's not as simple as like, yo, it's not as simple as like, if these songs already had a price list. Like, if it was like, you know, if, if you're walking into uh, H&M and you're like, I wanna buy this t-shirt and it's $10 and all you gotta do is walk up to the cashier and pay for it. It's like, you have to like, you have to have a conversation essentially. Like, this is the quote. Um, you know, we'll reach out, tell them, we'll reach out, we'll send the song and send the request. They have to approve it. Then they have to come back and let us know that they approved it. Then we have to send over the, you know, we have to agree on the amount of money that they wanted to, that, you know, that they, we want to spend or whatever. And then they have to approve that. They have to come back and say that they approved it. Then we have to send the money. And then that, like, and it's like, bro, then, and then another, another step further with this one specifically was Universal didn't want to give us the clearance until Billie Eilish gave us the approval to use her name. Oh, I was gonna ask that you was, that. So that, like, when I when I posted, when I was crying and all that shit, it was because 
I couldn't hear, I, we wasn't getting anything back. And I'm like, damn, like we did all this and we not get, it's the one thing left. It was four, we had to clear four sides. We had to clear three sides on the publishing and we had to clear the one thing left, which was the master, which was owned by a uh, universal. And universal was like, yo, until you get Billie Eilish, we not. so when Billie Eilish reposted it, that was it. That was all we needed. When Billie Eilish reposted it, that was, you know what I mean? It was, it was game time. And so, that yeah like like but we had to get clearance from every single side with all this shit and yeah it, it's just it's such like they in, in the future they need to fucking find a better way to do this i don't know what it is but Dude, <laughs> like, music industry bureaucracy is one of the biggest pains in the asses in the entire it's world so antiquated bro like this shit the fucking yeah it, it's just like cuz <laughs> like we're, we're, we're going we have computers now why are we you know what i mean <laughs> what am i sending you a fucking certified letter in the mail right, yeah like, yeah exactly <laughs> have you had any have you had any direct contact with billy yet like have you, is you, you have like dms anything like that no i i haven't um it's just been like teams on teams and team like like uh my manager has been speaking to her manager I, like her photographer is the one who did that video like we me and her have been speaking um it's been like like so much like i want to say third party but it's like one degree of separation in like five different areas kind of thing yeah. and you know i ain't tripping about it like i like i think that it happened when it happens like hopefully it, 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 it like springs off of the hype of this song and like you know once the song comes in like this one of the moments but but yeah bro real shit just friend to friend man to man i'm fucking proud of you i really am my brother thank you so much i am man everybody do me a favor go listen to billy eilish drops today armani is a big goddamn moment dude thank you for being here to celebrate with us man (laughs) appreciate you bro thank you for having me all right, so that was my boy Armani White. Go check out his new single, Billie Eilish. Already in day one, over 250,000 streams. Just want to point that out. This dude is on his way. And throughout the interview, we talk about this a lot, but he has been through so much. He's fought so hard and caught lightning in a fucking bottle. But over 15 million TikTok views in the past three months on this fucking song before it was released. We're living in weird times. I'll say that. But he you knows how the internet. He knows that internet. He's great at the internet, dude. Great at it. But I mean, this dude, I met him in 2019. We did South by Southwest in Austin, Texas together. And ever since then, I've loved this dude. So glad he's in our corner. So glad he's our friend. Great guy. Go check it out. Uh, Dave, let's go in on list, off list. I'll let you start. What do you got? My couch. My couch is on the list. I mean, that's fair. Uh like, so that's what I'm doing this weekend. It's supposed to be shitty weather again. I'm just gonna sit on the couch. What's your show right now? I don't have a show right now. So I busted out uh, Euphoria. Euphoria was fucking outstanding. Is it good? I loved it. It, It's insanely fucked up. But the acting, I think, is out of this world. Now, when you say acting, when you say acting, when you say acting, you mean Sydney Sweeney, right? Well, obviously, Obviously. she's like my number one celebrity crush on the planet right now. But Zendaya and Zendaya is only like 23 or 24, I think. First of all, she's already a big enough superstar where she's a one-name person. She's like Bear or or Michael I or I don't LeBron. know what I don't know what her last name is. I have no fucking clue. Nope. But she is absolutely incredible in that in that show. Um, uh, what else? I've been just binge watching a lot of uh, documentaries lately. There hasn't been a TV show I've picked up, but maybe this is the weekend where I just watch like forty episodes of one show and catch up on an entire series in one weekend. 
Dude, you know what I've been hearing about that I haven't watched yet? It's called We Own the City. It's, haven't uh, seen it. It's about like the Baltimore Police Department, uh, but it's John Barenthal, great actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in it, and it's on HBO. Apparently, it's fucking amazing. People have been comparing it to The Wire, which I don't know if I believe I need to watch it, but I love John Barenthal. I need to check that out. Um, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on this. Zendaya, hot or not? I don't think hot's the right word to describe her. I would definitely attractive. She's sure gorgeous, but Agreed. like hot, I'm thinking like Instagram model. Bro, when people talk about Zendaya, like she seems like too young to me. Like I don't she's, like maybe she's, that's she's like 25 though, I think. I know, but I don't know what it is. Like I can't. It's get because out of- she plays a high schooler. That's what makes it all weird. Sure. That in my brain is so fucking stupid. No, and yeah, she's 25 years old. And I take it back. She's definitely hot. But she's she plays definitely hot. Uh, you know, as you can see over my shoulder, I'm a big Marvel nerd. She plays Mary Jane Watson, who's a high schooler in Spider-Man. So I never like equate that. She has I didn't a even know that. But she has a show or a movie on Netflix with John David Washington, who is Denzel Washington's son, who was in the movie Tenet, uh, Black Klansman. He's a great actor. But they have this movie. It's all shot in black and white. And it's Zendaya and him. And they have like sex scenes and stuff. And I watched it and I was like, this feels wrong to me. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I know she's like beautiful and everything, but like, just like, see, like, oh, seems... I get it. I get it. But I knew the second I saw Sydney Sweeney, I was like, that's Dave. That's Dave's girl right there. I mean, she, she her own grandparents said she's got the best tits in Hollywood. <laughs> Your own grandparents say that about you. You probably got the best tits in Hollywood. Bro, my grandma would have said the same thing about me, dude. She loves me. <laughs> you wouldn't have talked about your tits, though. Nah, my grandma just would have said some wild ass shit in Italian. I would have had to translate it. That's my grandma, though. Um, all right, on my list, Sam Fender. And I've been talking about this a lot on social media once again. If you follow either on the guest list or Barstool Backstage, I've been posting about it constantly. This motherfucker, he is a musician from England. Very poor, cockney English kid who is putting out music right now. He just won the award for, like, best act in England. He's the biggest musician in England right now. But it sounds like the killers... And the Smiths and Bruce Springsteen had a baby. It is, I have not been this obsessed with an artist in a very long time. And I've gone down the fucking like Sam Fender rabbit hole. And people have suggested it to me for years. I went on a bachelor party two weekends ago. And my brother was like, yo, you need to check this shit out. And I was like, all right, whatever. And he played it all night. And I was like, okay, you're right. I will admit it. This is that shit. Sam Fender is the fucking man. I'm telling you right now, listen to it. I don't even know if this is up your alley, but it is fucking amazing. This dude is incredible. Um, I just love it because, like, he sings a lot about, like, being from a poor family and, like, his mom being on welfare and shit. But he sings about it. So people in England love him. Like, they're like, he's one of us. He's, like, our boy. I love that shit. Sam Fender on my list. Uh, Dave, who's off your list? Off my list is... um... Oh, airport bathrooms. They're oh, yeah. Disgusting. But I always I always make sure I I relieve myself in them. Dude, prior to too. a flight. You have to. So uh, but I just there it makes me want to puke every time I walk into one. There's nothing more disgusting in the world when you walk into like either a like train station or an airport bathroom and there's just some dude brushing his teeth and shaving in there Ugh. for no reason. Ugh. Like, dude, like Neanderthal. Oh, my God. I saw a guy cleaning his feet. 
in the Miami airport. Like, bro, just save it. Get to the hotel. What is wrong with people? I, even at the gym. This is a weird thing for me, but like old dudes at the gym that like fucking shave and brush their teeth and blow dry their balls at the gym, fucking go home. Like, I don't, that shit, ah, that shit gets under my skin. Like, and as a musician, you see some wild shit stopping at rest stops to fucking take showers and stuff like that. I see a lot of weird shit, but nothing irks me more than the airport or the gym bathroom where people are like fucking shaving and brushing their teeth. Like, dude, you're going where you're going. You can do it there. Dude, what made you say that? Did something happen? No, uh, they're just always disgusting, and I've been in them way too much recently. So, yeah. what's the worst airport you've ever been in? I I always see people bitching about airports, and I fly. I would say probably about once a month now, and so I'm flying a good amount, and I've never really had an issue other than Philly. Oh fuck you! Our I swear fine. to God, dude. The oh, that was the the TSA line, and this was in 2020. So or when or was it 2021? When Bro, I was out our, there, our TSA line is bad. I'm not gonna lie. It was a football field long. Well, at least we only have one airport. You assholes have two airports, which fucked me up when I came into work with you guys. I don't think it does though. You just need to check what airport you're flying into. I didn't do that, obviously. I'm, I mean, and even so, they're both the same distance from the city, and they're both, like, the same. But Sky Harbor in Phoenix is, like, the easiest I've ever had to do. LaGuardia just upgraded. Disgusting. It's so much better than it used to be. It's, I it's like, I, nice now. I feel like, first off, anything in New York is automatically the worst. Yeah. We can agree I've never that. done JFK, though. Gross. Um, but I will say the Miami airport is the worst airport on Earth. The worst. It First off, you think Miami, you think, like, fucking sleek and pretty and like colorful and shit like that it looks like a giant dmv it is the worst airport i've ever been in my entire life i also waited in a in a line to rent a car for like two and a half hours it sucked balls terrible uh but damn i agree with that fuck airport bathrooms uh mine is kind of on the same wavelength for my off the list uh and it's the philadelphia public works department just like random shit that inconveniences you I don't know why the city of Philadelphia feels the need to work on every road at the exact same time. Like I had to go to the Fillmore, which is 15 yep, minutes yep. away from my house. It took me like 45 minutes because every goddamn major artery of the city has like major construction going on at the same time. I don't know if Chicago has the same problem. Oh, but typically, yeah. Brutal. The worst, dude. They, 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 they do patches of things. Like they don't do things at the right time. They just do everything at once. Like somebody complained enough to where they're like, all right, let's do 76 and 95 at the same time and fuck everybody's life up. It sucks. Fuck the Philadelphia public works department. Not to mention, as my dad said, when we were a kid. It's always like one dude digging a hole and seven dudes looking around and like watch him do it. Pretty much. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 Fucking brutal. I didn't, first of all, I, I didn't even ask you this. How is Chicago right now? You guys warm? Uh, yeah, we were like 90 degrees the last two weeks. We're still, a shit, still a shithole? Pretty much, it is. But uh, uh, it's it's the fun season, so we're good. Dude, your mayor is hilarious. Like, your mayor I, is one of the funniest looking people I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't want to talk about her. I'll go down <laughs> rabbit holes. <laughs> Bro, the picture of her in a kilt is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that, that went viral. She should have known better. <laughs> We have the worst mayor in, in America, in my opinion. Jim Kenny's a... See, I have Philly people who listen to this. Jim Kenny's a bitch. I will fight Jim Kenny on the spot. This, this shows you that I had a few cocktails before we did this. 
me and Jim Kenny can square up. Come see me. I got the Philadelphia. Square up with them. Go, go pick it outside his office. I don't even know if he has an office, dude. He's the kind of guy that when COVID was going on and he shut down all the restaurants and they got a picture of him in Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dining indoors. So everybody hates that guy. He's one of those. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? You know, he's this is something that off the air. I'll go off on Jim Kenny. Me. Come see me, dog. We'll square up. Uh, yeah, so on a music note, that, that's our episode this week. Uh, next week, I hope to have the boys back. We have Arkells coming on next week. Thank you to Armani White for being here tonight. Uh, Dave, we haven't done a one-on-one episode in a while. It felt good, didn't it? It did. I love you. Say it. Say it. I love you, Colin. Thank you, Dave. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, watch some Django Unchained, I think. <laughs> what the fuck kind of a transition is that? I mean, it's on TV in the background, so I think I'm going to fall asleep to it. Who <laughs> falls asleep to Django Unchained? No, I do. <laughs> what a transition. I love you. All right, Nelvi, excuse me. I'm going to watch Django Unchained. By the way, I was randomly enough, I was watching a video today of Leonardo DiCaprio's clips from that movie. What a lunatic. Oh, yeah, he's a complete fucking psycho, yeah. Holy shit. First off, amazing movie. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, great movie. He's great in it. Um, He's just, he kind of sucks, too. So he's one of those fucking. Oh, he's over the top. Planet Earth, save the Earth guys that rides around in fucking Bugattis all day. (laughs) Fuck the environment, dude. We hate the environment. Don't we? (laughs) That's a Shane Gillis joke. And I, oh, just, I, know, I yeah. bookended it. He said, me and my dad hate the environment. We don't even catch fish. We just catch them and stomp on them. Uh, all right. Well, that's this week's episode. Uh, thank you, Armani White. We'll catch you guys next week. Dave, anything else from me? That's all I got. See you guys next week. Oh, my bird, dude. Love you guys.